What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Power Cat <laughs> Power, Power Through Power Through Podcast with Coach Keith. Sorry, Hannah. Welcome to our podcast. Oh, sorry about that. I just wanted to play you at right. <laughs> All right, our word of the day is selfish. Selfish. Not shellfish, but selfish. Selfish. Is it okay to be selfish? At times, yes. <laughs> uh, that's the tricky part, right? You know, uh, definitely taught to not be selfish, right? It's definitely yeah. a sort of a neg- t- negative con- connotation, 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 mm-hmm. connotation, right? Yeah. It, it's got a lot of negativity to being selfish. So uh, I think it's partially why so many people have a hard time being selfish taking care of themselves and feeling like, oh, I shouldn't be taking care of myself because I'm being selfish. I need to take care of everybody else first. Yeah. I need to put myself last. How can you go to the gym in the morning when you've got these other priorities to deal with? That's a question I get presented with on occasion. Mm-hmm. Well, if I want the energy to get with my duties are done, I go to the gym and re-energize, refill, if you will. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, well, it's let, a let, let me let me let me give you a different <clears throat> viewpoint on being selfish. Let me give you permission to be selfish. To understand that it's okay to be selfish. Um, because it is okay. You, you need to take care of yourself. And yes, it's honorable to be helping other people, but you don't put them before yourself. Even when you have kids, you're not having kids just because you are now giving up your life to take care of your kids. That's not, that's not what it's about. Mm-mm. So you still need to take care of yourself. You don't give up your life for your job, all right, for your employer, for for the person who is building their business and is trying to squeeze every single thing out of you because that's that's what the boss wants to do. They want to get the most out of their people, but you've got to create some boundaries. If the boundaries are need to be around your, uh, your, your job, your spouse, your kids, your friends, there's got to be some boundaries on how, how much time you are going to designate to yourself for your mental and physical well-being. Mm-hmm. If you don't prioritize that, you're going to deteriorate. You're going to stop feeling good about yourself. You're going to lose your energy. You're going to lose your strength. You're going to be in a bad mood. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to get depressed. It goes on and on and on and on. And that's why the reverse side of this is what's the best thing for depression? Exercise. Yep. Right? So, so if you reverse engineer it, you'll look at it and go, all these problems that you have, if you can now get into the mindset of, I have to take care of myself first, 
because until until that point you're going to just be stuck in this cycle of taking care of everybody else putting everybody else first and then it's really hard to get out of that yeah it can be a vicious cycle one that I'm finding myself in on certain issues and you know it's it's a difficult balance you know you're trying to mitigate and avoid what I call landmines and trying to keep peace if you will with those who are maybe adverse to your selfishness but at the same time finding that night that nice balance to where you can do what you need to do to take care of yourself and then still provide that same support outside but you have to strengthen yourself like Keith was saying on the emotional side as well as the physical side and that's all and that can be a challenge for some people and that's understanding you're going to trip and fall you're going to have to pick yourself up and you have to make some decisions some of them are going to be easy some of them are going to be difficult but you need to take that time for you and you know I'm starting to see some light on some of those issues and uh it's a difficult, it's a difficult, vicious cycle to get out of because all of a sudden, you know, where's Sarge? Where's Sarge? What's he doing? What's he doing? Where's Coach Keith? What's he doing? What's he doing? Well, sometimes we need to kind of step away and kind of regroup and be selfish for our own private time. Like Coach and I, we get up early, early in the morning and that's the best time, most peaceful for us uh, at different times. You know, we don't live in the same house, but we kind of have a similar pattern in the morning. You know, get up, do your footwork, journal, or meditate, then prepare for your day. So that's kind of how I deal with my selfish time to kind of just settle my mind and my soul. Uh, that's pretty much what I got to say. You, mm-hmm. can, you can. Yeah, I mean, um, so I think it comes down to. Um, you it, what what you want do you know do you want to feel good do you want to look good well the simple answer like the simple solution to that is your nutrition and your exercise so it's pretty pretty common knowledge that we need to exercise and we need to eat right if we want to look good and feel good it's it's really not going to happen if, if you're not doing that. Now, now we're going to be dealing with people who don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they, they, they don't care about feeling good. They don't care about uh, their body image. Um, but some of us do care about our body image. We, have our own, we all have our own goals. So sometimes you might be surrounded by people who don't have similar goals as you. So they're not going to support you. And that's why getting, you know, having a community of people that are, have similar interests is your best support group because they understand. They have a reality with what we're going through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just the simplicity of, You've got to do your exercise. You've got to do daily exercise. And you've got to eat healthy. If someone's not supporting that, then they're suppressing you. You know, they're trying to hold you back from your goals, from the what you really want. Because nobody's telling you you have to feel good. 
You have to look good. Nobody's saying that. This is your goals. What is it that you want? Me and Sarge aren't telling you you have to look good. We're not telling you you have to feel good. Mm. But if you tell us that's what you want, then that's what we're going to push you to achieve. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, as you work on your nutrition and you work on your, your, your exercise, your training, not only is your body getting stronger, but your mind and your resolve. And you're starting to see the strengths in your own self. And then as you introspectively look, you start to see the weaknesses in your area of operation of life. And you start seeing these weaknesses, these support beams that have always been there are now brittle and easy to break. So you gotta go back and reinforce those or completely abolish it or demolish it and then rebuild. And there's some of the things I'm learning too as I'm going through this process since March 29th was day zero for me and Keith, coach here. Uh, you start, I don't even know how to say, my, my mind and body quickly adapted and then all of a sudden my emotions and my soul started changing. And I started looking introspectively of, okay, what is going on where, where I need to be engaged? Where are my weak spots? I know I'm getting strong here and here. And then I start, they start to expose, like I said, those support beams in a house eventually will collapse if they're not properly cared for or maintained. And you got to figure out that balance too with yourself. And then those areas of your life where you need to strengthen. So as you further down the journey, it's not so much, you know, uh, just physical, it becomes mentally and emotionally part of who you are and you want to find those strengths even in the weaknesses that you have. So, you know, I always have a hashtag tripling down on my weaknesses. Well, I'm finding more weaknesses in my life that I don't like and I'm having to go in there and either reinforce them or just let them collapse. So those are kind of the crossroads you kind of find yourself at. And that's part of being selfish. Sometimes you got to take the time to rebuild it or sometimes you just got to step back and let it crash. And you have to make that proper decision. But if your body and mind are strong, that decision is not as difficult to make. Mm -hmm. And that's where the support group and the community is, uh, you know, such a big part. Um, I know like when I, uh, you know, I've said this before, but like when I was trying to get my art career going, I was, I went on unemployment for the, like, oh, one of the first times going on unemployment. And uh, that felt weird mm -hmm. uh, to me, for sure, because I'd always, always had a job since I was, like, 14. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm really going to actually, I'm going to be selfish right now, and I really have to do everything I can to go after my art career. Because I don't want to just, um, uh, I'm definitely a believer in, I'm not just living my life just for no reason and to not actually follow my dreams. I'm a big advocate of follow your dreams. You should be living your life happy and enjoying your life, not stuck doing something you don't want to do because why are you going through life just to get by life? <laughs> That's not what it's about. <laughs> it's like no purpose. So... 
you know, I, I want to be doing the things that bring me joy and happiness every single day, you know? So, um, I've tried to follow my art career. I did everything I could to try to, to try to get it going. I was submitting resumes to different places that could use a 2d artist. I was drawing nonstop every day. I stopped taking care of myself. And at this time I have, you know, I'm married, I have three kids. And so it's my wife's income and unemployment, which is not much. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm doing that and it's like, I'm creating the best stuff I'd ever created before, but in exchange, I'm working nonstop and I'm sitting all day drawing. I'm just caffeinating all day. Nicotine, caffeine all day mm -hmm. to keep me going. And this went on for, you know, after about six to eight months and just getting rejected after rejected mm -hmm. of like, well, they don't need 2D artists. They need... They need artists that could do uh, 3D. You need, you need to have, you know, you need to be more marketable. And it's like, okay, now I have to try to learn on my own 3D art or I have to go to college to go do classes. I'm like, how's this even gonna work? Um, it, you know, and, and so I'm trying to learn on my own on how to do 3D art and create all this and still, nothing was working, you know? And I wasn't making any money from it even though I was creating the best stuff I had ever created, oh. I was actually got to a point where I could look at what I was making and go like, wow, this looks really good. And that was a difficult thing for me as mm -hmm. being like a perfectionist of like to create something and look at it and go, damn, that's badass. That that's the great. best thing I've ever made. And that was a big thing for me. Um, and so, but the problem was I stopped exercising. I wasn't eating healthy. I was over caffeinating. I was sitting all day, just gaining weight, getting weaker and weaker and weaker and stressed because I wasn't providing for the family and I felt like I was failing and I didn't feel like I even deserved to get to work out. I didn't deserve to exercise because I wasn't winning. I wasn't providing. And so how could I now go spend time on my exercise? Because it wasn't even something thinking of like, this could be something that could actually help me. If I could actually step away, do my exercise, eat healthier, maybe I'd have a little bit more clarity. Maybe I'd have a little bit more ideas. You know, instead of being so zoned in, like, oh, I gotta get this done, I gotta stress out on this. You gotta step away and clear your mind and get your body moving, get your blood flowing. Stir your soul. Stir your soul. I like that. Um, and, and so that's what was happening. And I got to a point where I was feeling so weak. I was like, man, if, if anybody was ever to try to attack my family or you know, there was intruders or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm so weak right now. I couldn't even protect my family. Let alone yourself. Let alone myself. And um, 
you know, I've said this before, that's when I got into watching Spartacus. It was, mm-hmm. It's a stars series. I started watching Spartacus and um, it's, you know, it's all about, you know, Spartacus and, and uh, you know, and his story where he's, you know, getting captured. He's, 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 he's a soldier for the Romans. He kind of rebels a bit because he doesn't want to do something unethical that they're pr- pushing him to do. He's trying to save his, his people, and, it, and because he wanted to save his people, they enslaved him and killed his family. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, I just really connected to this character. I was like, I feel like I'm Spartacus. Maybe I was Spartacus in a past life. <laughs> Either way, I felt like I could relate to it, like just getting beaten down and suppressed. And... Um, and and so I'm watching this series, and uh, it keeps getting better and better, you know, and, and Spartacus is rising up and becoming stronger, becoming a gladiator, um, and he keeps winning to, keep, to survive. He, he, has to, he has to win to survive. And, um, but I'm just watching all these gladiators train, and this, these guys are ripped. They all look like they're in phenomenal shape. They're fighting. They're protecting themselves. They have to fight to live, to survive. And I'm just like, man, I want to be a gladiator. I want to be strong like that. I want my body looking like that. That was my goal. Yeah. You know, I want my body looking like that. I want to have that strength. I want to have that tactical skills to protect myself and protect my family. And that's what got me into the fitness industry. Yeah. It stemmed from that right there. I reached out to an old, to, I reached out to somebody who I had done marketing for. I reached out to Roy. I had done marketing for him for his boot camp, and I had tried it for a couple of months, and it was, and I liked it. Uh, it was different kind of training that I had ever done before. Yeah, yeah. I was just really into lifting before and doing some cardio. And I was like, Roy, I want you to train me to be a gladiator. And, you know, we were laughing about it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I actually am looking for a trainer right now, an apprentice. You wouldn't get paid. Mm -hmm. You would just be like, you know, we're building things up. You would just be shadowing and learning learning how it works. And eventually you could get paid, but it would just be basically an internship. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'll do it. That's good. Whatever. Yeah. And I got into it and started learning it and fell in love with the whole the whole industry. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. You know, learning to be a gladiator and training like one. I want to take you to another movie that I like. It's called The Missionary with Robert De Niro. It came out in the early 90s. He was a warrior. He was actually in the slave trade in the 1600s as the character and He's done with the slave trade. He's done killing, but he finds his brother and there's a scuffle and he kills his brother and he goes and hides in the church. And the priest there is counseling him through it. He goes, hey, I gotta go deep into the Amazon and I want you to come with me. It'll be a spiritual cleansing. So what does this fool do? He takes all of his armor, his swords, his battle hammers, his pistols, and he loads them up in this cargo net and he becomes self-sacrificing to his self. And he carries this all the way through the Amazon and climbs up a thousand foot cliff 
halfway up, the priest cuts it off and says, let go of your burden. What does De Niro do? He goes all the way back down, bottom of the waterfall, climbs back up with this gear. It must have been two, three hundred pounds of gear just because of the armor, the, the old-fashioned heavy metal. He gets to the top of the waterfall and he goes, now, and he cuts it and drops it. And he goes on. This is a warrior. This is a man who killed for a living, a mercenary. And he goes and finds this little town, this little village in the middle of the Amazon, and he starts taking care of himself on the emotional side, the spiritual side. And as things develop, and the slave traders come in to raid this little town, he teaches them how to become warriors. And he has to go back down to that waterfall and pick up that burden and carry it all the way so he has some sort of tools to show these people how to defend themselves. We're mostly peaceful people. And that whole turn of cycles, he had to go back and find the tools that he so desperately wanted to get rid of that were necessary for his own survival and the survival of others. So yeah, when you go through those self-sacrificing and that selfish moment, maybe a lot of negativity. And like I was saying about the fertilizer and the seed germinating, there are tools you can use from that to help carry you forward, as well as we have these little groups. So yeah, we're kind of like a missionary and a gladiator. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a spiritual and a physical thing. It's a mental thing and an emotional thing. So yeah, you gotta find that balance and you gotta let know what, when to drop the burden and when to go back and pick it up or when to keep going forward without dropping it. So those are the things you have to learn. Just like that priest halfway up the, the waterfall cut that burden off of him and said, that's enough bullshit. And he goes, no, I'm not done with the bullshit. He goes right back down and picks it up. Well, I identify with that guy, Robert De Niro and this character because I'm just as stubborn. You can hit me with a two by four and I'll say hit me with a four by four because I'm not done yet. <laughs> so you get that, you know, and it's trying to find that balance and make those clear decisions when you're seeing those weaknesses in your life. When we go back, as your body and mind are strengthening, so are your eyes and your view of things. So is your resolve. So when things are waning in the wrong direction, yeah, we have each other in our community, but sometimes you just have to rely on yourself when no one's around at two, three in the morning and you're trying to figure things out. How are you gonna plan your day? How are you gonna plan the weekend? What's going on with me? So that I can be engaged, dutiful, loving, a father, a husband, a friend. But if I can't do these basic things for me, how can I be all of those things? So it's a matter of care, self-care through selfishness. And that's kind of leading us right back to where we started, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a good note to end off on as far as, you know, the point of morning journaling and um, reflecting on things. If you are, like, ever struggling with, you know, not feeling that great, not feeling, like, if you're feeling a little depressed or stressed out or what am I even doing, that, that morning time, that... That time when you first wake up in the morning is the most ideal time to be doing journaling. And personally, with my journaling, I, uh, I write out, first off, three things that I did well the day before. 
So this makes you reflect back on what did you do yesterday that you did well? Like, I ate really well yesterday. I, I, I ate the correct portions. I did this and this and this. I followed my plan. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge that. You know, um, I, you know, took, took my kids for a walk. You know, whatever it is that you feel like you did well the day before, you write it out. So then you think back, what did I do yesterday? Yeah. Did, did I do well? Do, is there something I did well? Acknowledge those things that you did well. All right, and then the next things I go over are, what is the truth about myself? And these truths actually are going to be truths that are opposite of any negative thoughts that you had about yourself. Oh, I can't get through this challenge. Oh, I just, I can't say no whenever my friends say, have another drink, you know, or all these things that you are, have these negative thoughts about, like, I just can't lose weight. Oh, I just can't do this. So your sort of positive affirmation, you could call it, or a truth, it's called like just naming it a truth about yourself would be an opposite of that. Like, I have the willpower to say no when I'm offered uh, to, to have another drink. I have the willpower to say, sorry, I'm not gonna eat the lasagna this time. When my grandma says, have my homemade lasagna that I made for you. <laughs> I made a fresh rhubarb strawberry pie. Yeah. You know, you, you, so you wanna say like, I, I am strong. I can weigh this much. I can get my body weight to this, to this. I can do this, I can do that. You're gonna name off these truths that you want to be real about yourself. And it's not a lie, it's just putting it out there as far as what it is you really want and what you wanna be, and you can be that, but it, it's not gonna happen until you name it. Say it, that's what you are. Yeah. Or you're gonna be stuck in all these negative thoughts because you're not those negative thoughts that you had, so why? Why are you tripping out about putting positive thoughts out there of what you, where, where you want to be, but you're not tripping out about these negative things you keep telling yourself? So put out those things that you want to be. Stop dwelling on the things you keep telling yourself you can't do. Focus on the things that you want to be able to do and say that you can do them. And then the third thing I go over is three things that I'm proud of myself. Now there's, there's a difference here. I said, and this goes back to being selfish. These are three things you're, you're proud about yourself. Something you did, not what your kids did, not what somebody else did. This is what are you proud of that you did? Okay, so like I'm proud that I, you know, hit my macros yesterday. I'm proud that, you know, I was able to lift, you know, this much weight today. I'm proud that I accomplished this. I'm proud that I got all my to-do list done yesterday. I'm proud, I don't know, what are you proud of? I'm proud that I uh, got over the number 206. Um, 
finally figured out why I always said that was my best fighting weight. Why is that? Well, that's the weight I had to meet to stay in the military. Yeah. So he had stuck on this number of 206. For years. So it was this weird number of almost like a limitation. It was a limitation. And now, you know, we're talking 206 pounds. And now he's, you know, weighing in at 192 pounds roughly. So it's like, yeah, that 206 was just some random weird number that... That was height and weight, my maximum height and weight. Yeah, it it didn't mean anything really. It's just a number that stuck with him based on some other thing. Yeah. And we've we've discovered that like we all we all have these limitations of what we think we could do or you know what our physique could look like or what our genetics are or mm-hmm. what somebody told you how God made me I'm yeah good with it but you don't know like like I like I've just been dealing with I was used to, I was a thirty four size waist for for real for you know my whole adult life basically. Once in a while, I'd be able to get into like a 32, tight. And uh, I had to give my 34 shorts to Sarge, my board, my favorite board shorts. And you know, if you know me, I want to live in board shorts every day, all day. Board shorts, no shirt, maybe yep. some flip-flops. Yep. That's it. And so I ordered some 32s. They were, too, they were too big. I returned them. It took a while to return them. I'm talking months went by. Mm-hmm. Finally, finally got my 30s yesterday. <laughs> the 30s are too big. And these are like my favorite brand board shorts. I really wanted to wear them. And I'm like, and actually, can I make these And actually, these are pretty snazzy, sharp shorts. It's the ones you got. I yeah. really, really dig in those oh covers and that God. design. Oh, uh, You know, maybe just hold on to it for another three or four weeks. I might be able to just, you know, <laughs> ten dollars I'll give you a good deal on them. <laughs> and so we're talking like, okay, so I'm seriously a 28. I need to get a 28 size size short. That sounds unbelievable to me. Um, so yeah, we all put these limitations on ourselves. Yeah. And that was the limitations. That's what I had to meet. And that's what I've been stuck with for years. You know, it's kind of like meat, you know, like meatloaf on Mondays, you know, it's just it's the same menu for, for 16 years, actually. So I'm not. Now that I'm seeing where I am and what I'm doing, I'm just gonna keep going and just see what happens. I mean, yeah. hell, I may catch up to you and be on a 28, 28 waist in the next few months. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? You know, you don't. don't you know. don't have to limit yourself. You don't have to go. Oh God, that, uh, is that healthy? Uh, well, that's a whole other subject. We'll yeah, get into that. That's not skinny or fat. It's just way we'll figure God. that one out later. Yeah. But yeah, that one's going to be a tough one because, you know... We'll, we'll try to remember about talking about that next time. Yeah. When, you know, when people talk to you about, oh, is that healthy? Could you sustain that for a long time? Well, how could you even be asking me about if I could sustain this? Why don't we take a look at what you're putting in your body? Yeah. And, we could, and we could compare the difference of nutrients. And you'll understand you're the one who's actually putting yourself at risk. We're the ones who are putting in proper nutrients into the body, but you're so uneducated on what is proper nutrients, you're thinking there's a concern for my health, where the concern is really for your health because you don't understand proper nutrients. And so now you're trying to put your ignorance, your ignorant beliefs on on me or other people 
Yeah. Uh, so that ignorance is just everywhere. And you're going to get a lot of it. You know? And this is something as a coach, you know? We don't put our limitations on our athletes. We help them surpass their own limitations. Mm-hmm. Right? One of my limitations was heights and that damn rope. Roll-ups. But I did not stop myself from encouraging and helping people get through those things. I knew techniques, know how to do it, just couldn't. Well, the belly was in the way. But going back to my own self-limitations, as a coach, it would be unethical for me to place those limitations, that ignorance, on an athlete. Because then I'm not giving them the best coaching and, and telling them, you know, and make me a liar, just telling them to suppress, suppress yourself. It's okay, it's a limitation, sure. You know, no, that's not what coaching is about. It's helping to get through those limitations, not around them, but just working through them. And that's kind of how we have to do it with ourselves. Sometimes you have to coach yourself. Mm -hmm. Push yourself to those limitations. It may be just like I was hanging from that rope two inches off the ground. It had to start with me because I know Coach Keith here wasn't going to sit on that rope for me. Show me how to hook my feet again. That was about it. And then the rest of it is you got to get your ass up and you got to bring it back down in a controlled manner. So yeah, those limitations as a coach, we have to be conscious of our own selves. All right, well. You. Be selfish. Selfish, not self-sacrificing. Exactly. You don't need to be a hero. Yep. All right, guys, well, thanks for joining in. Um, it's been fun. All right. Ho hopefully, uh, some of this stuff resonated with you and, uh, you could apply it to anything you're going through. And if there is something you're struggling with that you'd like us to, to touch base on, on our, on our next podcast, let us know, you know, give us some comments, let us know certain subjects that you want us to tackle, anything that you're struggling with, any suppression that you're having, any Anything that's going on that you just really need some help with or you'd love our viewpoints on of how we handle it, um, let us know. Comment wherever you can. You know, you could comment on, uh, on Facebook or uh, Instagram. You know, you could find Obstacourse Fitness there. Yep. You could find me on my Facebook, you personal Facebook page, Keith Kern. You could find Sarge on his personal Andrew Facebook. Sarge, Hannah. Andrew Sarge Hannah. Um, and we, we post up links to, to these, uh, to these podcasts on our social media. Um, you could also get through to me too by email on, uh, going to obstacourse.com. Uh, there's a lot of ways you could get a hold of us. So, you know, we're not hiding. Nah, challenge us. Punch us in the face and see what happens. <laughs> Maybe we pause. Maybe we'll go forward. But throw us some good, you know, throw us some good sucker punches and challenges. See yeah. what we come up with. Make them fun. Make them serious. Make them glad, but don't make them sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have an awesome, have an awesome rest of your day, an awesome weekend, an awesome week. We'll catch back up with you on next Friday. Oh, next Friday it is, brother. All right, people. Rope, take a